Welcome to a new episode of Who They Talk. It is Braden and Jay here. Today we're going to talk about preseason week three, the win over the Bills, and our updated 53-man roster and practice squad predictions. Speaking of it, let's dive right into it. I know the Bills aren't a very good team, but overall I thought the starters did really well. Yeah, I tend to agree. And Except for the O-line and the linebackers, I thought they played great. Um, John Ross had that nice 57-yard touchdown. Um... He did miss that one play where he, it looked like it was going to be another touchdown, just bounced off his hands, kind of has been a problem with him. But, I mean, I'm not going to nitpick. He had a 57-yard catch for a touchdown. He made two defenders miss. That looked really good. Uh, it gives me a little bit more hope, even if he struggles catching the ball sometimes. But he played great. Um, another guy who I thought played very great, and he's done the same thing in the other two preseason games, but Giovanni Bernard. Uh, he's proved that he's still the Bengals' number one running back, even over Joe Mixon. And a lot of people are going to hate on me for saying that, but, I mean, just watch the tape. Giovanni Bernard's hitting the holes a lot quicker than Mixon is right now. And part of that's on the O-line, but part of that is Giovanni Bernard being able to adapt. Yeah, this, I thought the pass blocking for the offense line was really good, but the run blocking was just horrible. I think I saw something that Mixon was averaging 1.2 yards per carry and Gio was like 0.8. I know Gio had that big run, but I think like every carry after that was for a loss. The offensive line run blocking just been awful. I feel like it gets worse every week. I think I saw like three or four Giovanni Bernard runs that went for a good amount at least. I don't I don't know. I might might have missed something, but I thought he played well. Right. Um, I could have misread another, it. Yeah, another thing on the running backs, uh, both Brian Hill and Chalk Carson played very well again, and Mark Walton continued to suck. But Yeah, I think with Walton, it's kind of the same thing with Mixon. He's kind of a patient running back, and with our offensive line right now, that's just not going to work. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to end up turning it around once we get a little bit of better play from the offensive linemen. But, I mean, short term, I think Gio is definitely the best back on the team, and the other guys are just dancing a little bit too much. I mean... I, just, I think I think there's promise, but there's a there's a lot a lot of work to do across that O line. Um, on the tight ends, what do you think about the tight ends? Hmm? I was really pleased. I know Eifert had that slant catch, but I was really impressed with Croft today. He had some really good catches, some that are not as easy as they look. Like he had a curl when he was coming back to Barkley. That Barkley didn't exactly throw on target, but he still pulled in. So I think Croft's going to be a really good second tight end option when Eifert's not in. I know Marvin said he doesn't want Eifert more than in for 50 plays, so I don't think the Bengals are hurting too much when Croft's in for Eifert. Yeah, I don't I don't think Eifert is doing... He's not that difference maker he was in 2015 anymore, and he may never... I mean, we can hope that he's going to turn into that, but he was in 2015 form. Um, I don't know how that's going to play into the, pre, or into the regular season because, again, the Bills are a very, very bad team. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with not very much pressure coming up from the front seven from the Bills, and that's why I think the O-line may have played a little bit better than they have in the past few games against the pass rush, but, I mean, I think he played great. I think Barkley played pretty good. I think Driscoll played pretty good. I mean, there's a good quarterback play all around. Yeah, so this is really good to see, and something that's, if you, you want to look at this in a more negative ways, the inconsistency of Andy. We're still seeing kind of good Andy, bad Andy. We saw bad Andy last week, but we've seen good Andy week one and three. So hopefully 
he can be a little more on a consistent basis. Yeah, I, I tend to agree on that. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the pass rush, man, and God. Vic killed it. Andrew Billing, I, everyone is in on it. Andrew Billings had a sack. Carl Lawson, I think he was involved in like three sacks. Two and I a half, I think. Dunlap had one that was called back. Um, Jordan Willis had one. I mean, everyone got sacked. I think the only one that didn't get one was Michael Johnson and maybe Sam Hubbard. And they're they're generating pretty good pressure, but I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I was shocked that Andrew Billings had that one sack. I mean, I didn't think he was that powerful. It's it's amazing the potential Billings has in in this. Now that Baker's released, we're going to see basically Billings as the main nose tackle. And it's easy to see why the Bengals felt comfortable with releasing Baker. Billings obviously has that job as a nose tackle. He's going to do very well this season. I feel like. Yeah, I, I agree. Jordan Willis, I I think he pretty much has that second defensive end spot locked up. I mean, he played great. Uh, Carl Lawson's obviously going to come in on third downs. I don't know what they do with Willis and that, if they're going to take him out or if they're going to knock him inside in favor of Michael Johnson or Sam Hubbard. But, or maybe they'll leave him outside and knock uh, Carl Lawson up in. There's a lot of different options with that line, and I just – I think it, there's a lot of promise, and if we we're, if we do good, it's going to be because of that pass rush. Absolutely. Do you, do you think they can break the 51-sack record? Absolutely not, but <laughs> I, think, I think they can hit 40s easy. It'll be interesting to see. And also, key is staying healthy. Like, I don't want to think about injuries, but it's possible. Lawson's been hurt before, so has Atkins. I don't want to think about that, but... If one of those main guys go down, that could really damage our defensive line. So, if they stay healthy, we're going to have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. I mean, I, I disagree on that. Even if someone gets hurt, I mean, we're so deep at that defensive end position. I mean, if Geno Atkins gets hurt, I agree with you completely. But if someone like Carlos Dunlap or even Carl, Carl Lawson got hurt, I mean, we're I, so deep at defensive end. Where we're, I mean, we're four deep at defensive end. We have Dunlap, we have Willis, we have Lawson, we have Hubbard. I just think we're so deep that it's not going to really matter if one guy goes down. That's what the advantage of having a really deep D-line is. I mean, the Eagles took themselves to the Super Bowl with a D-line that deep. So, sure. I think it's. I don't. I don't think we'd be in too much trouble if someone got hurt. But what do you think about the cornerbacks? I mean, I thought I thought they played really good. Yeah, other than the time where Dre got beat on that scramble drill by Allen and nearly made up for picking it. I thought the corners looked really good. Other than that, Dre played really good. William Jackson played really good. Denard played really good. There was a re- like obviously a big part of the reason why Allen struggled was the pass rush, but when there was time he didn't have anybody to throw it to. Yeah, and I think I think the starting corners and the starting DBs played very well. Um one thing I didn't yeah. like was the backup cornerbacks later in the game. They kind of were getting picked on. Um, I think Peterman was. Peterman looked like a pretty good quarterback against them. So it's I bad. Don't know what that means, but I, they're backups. That's why they're backups, and they're going to learn. And I think three or four of them are either rookie or second year players. Um, they only got. Goodwin got eaten up a little bit. Uh, I think he had like two or three. He got jumped over two or three times. Yeah, and he had two pass interferences on one drive, I think. Yeah, I not a good too. day for him. Um, I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, I'm not as worried about the corners as I am the linebackers. Oh, that was bad. Struggling versus a run. 
I've been preaching this all preseason, and I mean, they just need to learn. I mean, they need they either need different guys or they do something different in practice or even different plays or a different scheme. I mean, they're not going to switch scheme right now, obviously, but I mean, I, po- I probably saw three or four plays in one, uh, like two drives that, I mean, did you see the one play? I forget. It, it, was, it wasn't shady. It was their second back, and he, they initially stopped him at, like, the line of scrimmage, and then he ran eight yards like, with the pile. Yeah, like, we're just not getting any other initial push, and something that really shouldn't happen, but it's just been a reoccurring issue. It was last week. It is again this week. The Bengals need to change that before week one, or, or else, like, the Marlon Mack, he's not a powerful back, but he's slipping. That kind of concerns me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even as worried about the powerful backs because I know, like, with powerful backs, yes, they're going to get yards, but they're not going to break out for 60-yard touchdowns versus us. I just think our our linebackers are good to, at getting at the ball carrier. They just don't know how to stop them, like, efficiently. So they're going to wrap them, and they're going to let them – they're going to – the running backs are going to walk them like, a few more yards, but they're going to stop them there. But with the shifty running backs, like Shady or, like, Marlon Mack, the guys who can beat you outside – that's where we're going to struggle. Um, and I hope that doesn't affect us week one. Um, I hope they can get used to the Colts week four. But, I mean, again, week four of the preseason. And, yeah, I completely agree. I really wish the Bengals would have done more to fix this linebacking issue. But in the off season. like, Jefferson's not the answer. So, something we're going to have to live with this season. And guess kind of hope the defensive line can make up for it or maybe – Safety can make a play, but it's something that's going to be the weakness of our defense. Yeah, and we just got to get used to it at this point. I mean, we can't – I think the linebacker play and the offensive line play are going to be the two things that ultimately bring us down this season. Um, I know a lot of people are optimistic. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that we're going to be going to the playoffs. I'm telling you guys right now, we're not. Sorry. I, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't think I am. Completely agree. But, no, I Personally, I believe linebackers and offensive line are two two of the most important position groups on the field, other than quarterback, obviously. But I think we're good in a lot of the more unnecessary places that you need to build a team for. I think linebackers and offensive line is what we're going to live and die with, and I don't see us living very much. Yeah. So that, do you want to move on to the 53-man predictions and the practice squad, uh, practice squad predictions? Yep. All right, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, so for the obvious player explanation, we're not we're not going to get into too much. There's a bit of a controversial explanation. We'll briefly explain it, but we don't want to make this too long, as you guys probably know a, quite a bit about the players at this much. So that being said, who do you have at quarterback? At quarterback, I have Dalton and Driscoll. Um, I... I have one roster spot open right now that I'm debating between four or five guys on. Barkley is one of those guys. But for now, I'm going to keep it to be two quarterbacks, and those two quarterbacks will be Dalton and Driscoll. Yep, that's exactly who I have. I, after this game, I was debating Barkley, but I just feel like last week was a test for Driscoll. This week was a test for Barkley, and I feel like Driscoll outperformed him. Yeah, and Driscoll played a better team too. I mean, the Bills' second stringers are... I mean, they're not quite home about, obviously. I mean, their first stringers 
even if Barkley played against their first stringers and played great, I wouldn't be, I mean, all that impressed. I mean, they have one of the worst rosters on the team. But with that, let's move on to running backs. Um, what do you got? All right. So right now I have four. I have Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, Mark Walton. Then I have Brian Hill. I was really debating between him and Carson. And it could easily be Carson, but I just feel like Hill's had... Like, it's been like a tie throughout the preseason of competing, but I feel like Hill's barely beat him out, but I could be completely wrong on that. Yeah, and currently I have five running backs. Um, like I said earlier... I had that last spot that was open. Um, I have Mixon, Bernard, Mark Walton, Brian Hill, and Trock Carson. Um, it came down to who is the most talented. And I believe Trock Carson is the most talented of the four or five guys that I was debating. Um, the other guys were Ma- Matt Barkley, as I previously um, mentioned, uh, Ryan Hewitt, Stephen Carter, and Brandon Wilson. Um and I really debated putting Stephen Carter in here just because he can also play tight end. And with Eifert, he it versatility is good. And after after I record this episode, I might even switch it over. Um, it's just so close for me. But right now, I'm going to go with the more talented electric guy with Trock Carson. Right. And speaking of Carter, I actually kind of have him as my fullback tight end hybrid with... I just don't think Hewitt's going to make the team. He barely played last year. He's barely playing this year. With Carter, you're getting more of a flexible guy. And I kind of made a post about this on Instagram. I got some backlash saying, oh, Hewitt's are starting fullback. But that's just Bengals don't really use him like that anymore. Right. And if, if we're going to have a guy that plays fullback, he needs to be able to play tight end. Just because we're a strictly zone, I mean, we're a zone run team. I mean, we're not going to use fullbacks like we did in the past with Jeremy Hill. Um, so if we're going to have a guy that can play fullback, he better play tight end. And Carter's just simply the better tight end. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to wide receivers. I have awesome. I have six. They're all pretty obviously. You got Green, Ross, Boyd, Malone, Tate, and Erickson. That's the, I have the same thing. I don't think we have, we have to discuss that at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, I think he covered it last time, but yeah, I, t- I have three. You said you had Carter, right? Yeah, I have him as a fullback tight end hybrid. Okay. I just have three. I mean, the obvious, Eifert, Croft, and Zama. And I have that, too. Yeah, no need to really explain that. They're the top three tight ends. Uh, the two guys I would like to mention that I left out, Mason Shrek and uh, Maurice Boehringer. I mean, Boehringer hasn't really done much. Um, doesn't make sense for him to make the team because he has the uh, international player pathway spot on the practice squad, which essentially gives uh, the Bengals an extra practice squad spot. So there's not really a point of having him on the 53-man unless he act- absolutely kills it, which he has not done. So with that, they're probably going to sign him to the practice squad. Uh, Mason Shrek, I just don't think he's shown enough, but... He's had a couple moments, but nothing to say he deserves a roster spot. Exactly. Uh, with that, let's go on to the offensive line. I'll let you start. All right, so I have three and a half. I have Glenn Hart and Fisher. Then I have Hopkins kind of as a hybrid role, right tackle, right guard, kind of a mixed role there. I have a boy getting cut because I'm pretty sure he's gotten worse from last year. Last year he was getting killed against starters, and this year he's getting killed against backups. Yeah, I still think Obuhi gets cut. 
However, I think he did play a little better today. I saw a few plays where he handled pressure from the edge. Actually, like a starting offensive tackle in the NFL. He didn't handle it like a middle schooler. Um, I mean, he's obviously far off. He's obviously, I don't think he's going to make the team. But I, I do think there is some promise there. Uh, with that, let's go to the offensive guards. Um, I had Bowling, Westerman, Redmond. Oh, I didn't even say my offensive tackle. Sorry, I had the same offensive tackle as you. But with the guards, I had Bowling, Westerman, and Redmond. Um, what do you have? I have the exact same thing. I think that's kind of a given at this point. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. On the centers, what do you have on those? Center, I have Price and Johnson. I... I was debating kind of, as I said last time we did this, of kind of having Hopkins as a center since he can play just about anywhere on the line. But I feel like if something happens to Billy, they want a true center as a backup. Yeah, I think I think if Weehy and Johnson are going to be fighting for one spot, and I just don't see Obwehi winning that just because Johnson is a lot more versatile than Obwehi is. He can play guard, he can play center. Uh, I think he, he didn't play great last year, but when he had to fill in at guard, um, I think he was serviceable. Uh, with that, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Do you want to start with the D-line? or uh, Let's go defensive end. Okay, I'll let you start. All right, so I have four and a half, really five. I have Dunlap, Lawson, Willis, Hubbard, and after a lot of consideration, I have Johnson just because as a defensive end, defensive tackle, hybrid role. I feel like if they were going to – cut him they wouldn't have cut in Baker I think they like his veteran locker room presence he's a really good leader and the Bengals really value that out of him yeah I tend to agree and had uh, Javon Roland Jones still been on the team and they hadn't cut him earlier I still think that was very strange but had he still been on the team I think MJ90 would have been cut uh, currently I don't think he is just because I don't see them rolling into the season with only eight defensive linemen um, I think they're really proud of their depth, and I don't see them, after cutting Chris Baker, I don't see them cutting another guy. And just, I mean, there's not really any good in it at this point. Yeah. I just think Michael Johnson is still a good player. He obviously has a pretty high salary, but after cutting Baker, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, with that, defensive tackles, I mean, there's four pretty obvious guys. Yeah. Atkins, Glasgow, Billings, and Brown. Yep, same exact thing. I think that's an obvious at this point. Yeah, and um, so we don't really have to talk about that. But um, the linebackers, what do you have? All right, so I really had to think about this. I obviously have Perfect Brown, Visual Evans, Jefferson. Then I have Nickerson right now because because between all the backup linebackers, none has really stood out. I. Vinny Ray, I haven't even seen him. Chris Worley, I know we were both excited about him, but he hasn't shown much, and I feel like Nickerson's kind of stood out the most between all backups for that sixth spot. Yeah, and right now, I currently have a little slash mark in mind. I have either Nickerson or Brandon Bell in there at that last spot. I also, I went to the dark side on Vinny Ray just because... With the perfect suspension, I think they're going to want someone who's been there before. I mean, if you look up and down their chart, the only guy that's been on the – there's two guys that have been on the team other than perfect that have experience, and that's Vigil and Evans. I don't think they're going to rely on just having two veterans, well, Bengals veterans, on that uh, defense when Burfitt's out. So I think they're going to keep Red for at 
least four, first four games. Um, now maybe they opt to cut right after first returns. I think that's a possibility. For now, I have Nickerson slash Brandon Bell being the one, one or ones that get cut uh, when Burford returns. All right. So I think we're good on that. Let's go right into cornerbacks. What do you have for that? Uh, I have William Jackson III, Dark Patrick, Tavare Russell, Darius Phillips, and Devonta Harris. Exact same thing. I think that's all pretty s- obvious. Like, C.J. Goodwin hasn't been doing really good, and there's really nobody after Harris or Phillips that's stood out the deserve a roster spot. Uh, Tony McRae has played pretty good. I just don't think he's going to beat out. He's good enough to beat out a fifth-round draft pick. Um, it's close, but I still think he's not going to make the team. I mean, he's been around for like two or three years and hasn't done much. So, with that... Let's go to the safeties. I have four. How many do you have? I have four, too. We'll see if we have the same ones. You start. All right. I have Jesse Bates, Sean Williams, Clayton Fegedellum, and Josh Shaw. I had the same first three, but I actually have Brandon Wilson beating out Josh Shaw. This was hard decision for me, but I think Wilson, like, I think Shaw's done better just as a safety in the preseason, but also Brandon Wilson is a better special teams player, I think, so I think the Bengals will value that when considering making that decision. See, I disagree, just because their third safety in Clayton Fegedellum, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl special teamer. He had, in, in the first uh, three special team snaps, I think he had two or three tackles. I mean, he's crazy. You know, he had two tackles, and then on the third play, he was like, a foot away from the guy when he got taken down, he almost blew his head off. So I, I think with Clayton Fedridelin being so good in special teams, I think they opt to keep the experienced cover corner guy. I still like Josh Shaw a lot, um, and even two years ago, I thought he should have been the starter in the slot over Dark Denard. I mean, that's how high I was on him. So I know I was, I've been down on him in the past few weeks, but with Ioka being cut, I think. They're going to want a little bit of a veteran presence. He's still cheap, so I think that's, that'd be the best bet for them. All right, so that's it for defense. Now, through, I have three spots left, and that goes the the punter Huber. I have Bullock beating out, well, not even a competition. He Bullock has the kicking position. Then I have Clark Harris remaining as a long snapper. Yeah, I have the same thing. However, I do have John Brown on the practice squad. He's my first practice squad member listed right now. Yeah, interesting. I don't. I was thinking about it, but I just seems like Marvin doesn't like him or whatever. See, I I don't see. I think they're going to keep him around just because they caught so much flack on Jake Elliott last year that if they just outright cut him and not, not even make an attempt to sign him to the practice squad, it's just... I mean, they've been on a youth movement, so I think keeping John Brown around would support that a little more. But with that being said, the rest of my practice squad, I have uh, Brandon Bell slash Hardy. Well, I had Brandon Bell and Hardy Nickerson um, because in my 53, I, I did the slash thing. The other one that I didn't pick that wouldn't have made the team would have already been on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And the one that got cut when Burke returned would also be on the practice squad eventually. So I have both of them on the practice squad. I have John Brown, as I earlier said. Um, I have Javon Roland Jones still, just because I don't think he's been picked up, and he's still an electric pass rusher. 
Um, I have Jarevion Williams. I have Kent Perkins. I have Sejuan Shelton, who just got cut. I I still like him a lot. I think they need defensive back depth on the practice squad, so I have him. Um, I have Trayvon Henderson, another safety who I liked a lot coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be a fourth-round draft pick. I was wrong, but he was a very, very good safety in college. I think he was out of Hawaii. Um, I have Logan Woodside on the practice squad. I have Stephen Carter, and I have Maurice Burringer. All right. So, I had some same, some different. I had Logan Woodside. He was my first one, mostly because the Bengals value draft picks. I, I still have Chris Worley I, and also Brandon Bell. I think those are two young linebackers that have some potential. I think the Bengals don't want to lose. And since I had Hill beating out Carson, I'm going to have Carson making the practice squad and also Flowers. I was debating between Flowers because I don't know if they wanted to keep two running backs, but I think they both are very young and very talented backs. I have Devontae Boyd, the wide receiver. I have Mason Shrek. I also have Henderson. I think he's a very underrated safety. Then I have to Pope you or however you say his name, the big defensive lineman. I have Kent Perkins as well. I thought week 17 last year he played all right, then obviously boring the tight end as our 11th guy. Yeah, I, I think that was a good list. Uh, I completely forgot about Chris Worley on my practice squad. <laughs> I'm kind of upset at myself. Um, but I might have to make some changes. I think I... <laughs> I, I might have to take off Jerevion Williams or um, one of my DBs or Sojourn Shelton or something like that. I completely forgot about it and I'm disappointed in myself. Um, but with that being said, uh, I think that wraps it up for tonight. We'll be back next week with preseason week four. Um, also, come in the season, probably around week, I want to say four or five or six, uh, we're going to start a new thing where we're going to pick a position group and we're going to look at all the draft prospects and we're going to pick out around four guys and not just in the top of the draft but in the first second third and fourth rounds and we're going to talk about them a little bit in addition to talking about the previous week's game but that's something we're going to start we hope you guys like it and with that who day we'll see you guys next week